Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit's Wellness Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to the How May I Serve You podcast, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fits. And Get Up and Get Fits will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guests today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Jonathan Rosen. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Thomas. So nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. It's good to have you. So Jonathan Rosen is a, the founder and CEO of Collaborex. 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 So quick question before I dive further. That name, Collaborex, what made you come up with that name, Collaborex? You know, when you start a company, you, you, know, you put up all the sticky notes on the wall and you figure, like, what are we doing here? And it's, it's a combination of collaboration and exchange. Ooh, I like that. I like yes. that. Okay. So Collaborex is a peer advisory and professional development community. This organization was founded to further this mission to create the most meaningful, impactful personal relationship between others because he loved individual and business growth as an enhancement through authentic, lasting relationships. Jonathan, okay. So, so you like to connect people. You are connected just like I am. Yes. It's all about relationships. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Okay. So let's dive into um, understanding who, who is Jonathan Rosen. Give us the two-minute version. So who am I? So it's something that, uh, you know, as you, as you go through life, you go through a particular journey in life and you end up with things. And, and if you can um, define your values and align your values with what you do and really love what you do, then things just life just becomes so much easier. You know what decisions to make. You know you feel comfortable in your direction. You're better at what you do because you're doing what you're good at and what you love. And that's something that I've really done especially in the last couple of years and defined. I've done a lot of things in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a lot of different careers. I've, I've run businesses. Uh, I used to pra- I'm an attorney. I used to practice law, mm. did all these things. I had my own businesses, ran other people's businesses. But what it all comes down to in my, you know, what, what I really care about is relationships. So I actually created a company that whose purpose and mission is to create the most meaningful, impactful relationships between others and to use empathy to drive those relationships and create communities of support. So that's who I am. So who I am and who my company is Mm -hmm. are one and the same. There you go. You know, it's always amazing when you're able to combine what you love to what you do. Yes, it is. But I I must (laughs) say, as every entrepreneur knows, well, I started this company about six or seven years ago. Yeah. And for those first maybe two or three years, I cannot tell you how many times I said to myself, what were you thinking? You thought <laughs> this was a good idea? <laughs> you know? but, but, but now you're here. You know, yes. um, the hard work has paid off. Now you're, you have you're created a successful company where you're, you're able to connect like-minded individuals and i've been to um i've been to your your, your events your networking um meetings and i've met some phenomenal folks so you are doing a great job with bringing these folks together in the same place yeah so we you know we attract uh, a particular personality type but 
we try, I actually try, and I, maybe this is not a, a good thing for me to do, avoid the word networking, even though we are a networking group, Understood. because people assume it, networking, they assume it's a transactional activity. And we are completely relationship focused. True. We know that people that come to our groups with um, and, and lean into our model and say, because our, our model is we build these meaningful, impactful relationships through group learning of mm -hmm. the things that we need to do to be more successful in, our, in all of our careers. So we teach a lot of professional growth skills, personal growth skills, relationship building skills, goal setting and accountability, and do some business development best practices. Through that group learning, people build these impactful relationships between each other really accelerates that process. And people that come and lean into it and say, I'm going to learn and I'm going to build relationships, those people always achieve their transactional goals. People that come in with a transactional mindset saying, who's going to refer me? What can you do for me? I need to hit my quota. They never achieve their transactional goals. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones, all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T.com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. Very true. So, Jonathan, have you always been the type of individual to to connect people? Since since you, you were a child, were you a, a people's person? Were you very social? I was. I, you know, I, I, I was always that way. I, I think I got my genes from my dad. He was <laughs> like that, too. He used to embarrass the hell out of uh, me and my siblings because he would, like, talk to strangers in restaurants, you know, and, and we, dad, leave them alone. Let them eat, you know. <laughs> and I think I've kind of acquired that that characteristic. So when I was, you know, I was a kid, it was like, OK, come on, you know, on the playground, fourth grade, you know, who's we're playing kickball, you know. OK, let's let's pick teams. Come on, let's get organized here. We don't have much time. Recess isn't that long, you know. So I was always kind of the the organizer and the one that wanted to get everyone together. It 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 always frustrated me for people that wanted to like uh, go it alone. Mm -hmm. It was like, nope, we're a group. Come on. We're teamwork. all going to do this together. Teamwork. There you go. There you go. So, Jonathan, um, where are you located at this moment? Right now, I'm in Tarrytown, New York, which is about okay. 40 minutes north of New York City, right on the Hudson River. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Upstate. So um, what is one word that, that you will use to describe you as a person? Oh, uh, Just for one, the word. <laughs> one, I, really? You didn't tell me one word. I would have given this some thought. 
I, I would say, you know, the thing that drives me and that's important to me is empathy. Mm, okay. Put yourself in other people's shoes. Always be focused on others. And, and if, you can, if you can do that, actually, if you could be empathetic to others and to yourself, then, then you'll be a better person. You could be kinder to yourself. You could be kinder to others. If you could be empathetic to others, then you could have a better understanding of the needs that other people have, and you could better serve them. Yes, indeed. You know, and, and we we will have a, we would have a better world if more people had that same mindset, right? If more people kind of took that action to put themselves in the next man's shoe, you know, um, it's it's so important. Right. There's an expression that I heard once, and it always resonated with me. Someone said. Don't sell a service, be of service. Mm, I like that. And it just, you know, it's, it's, it's really kind of says a lot. So, mm, mm. so for the, um, for the, the common folk, how would you, how would you differentiate the two? A person that's selling a service compared to a person that's being of service. Well, selling a service is a sell is more of a, um, uh, a self-focused activity. It's like, here are my products and services. Buy from me. Do you know anyone that you know can can use what I do? It's all it's all to benefit the individual that's trying to sell that service. Being of service is you put yourself second. You say, I only care. I don't care without any expectation of something in return. I want to see how I can service that individual and uh, and and really service their needs and listen to what they want. And by doing that, what you're doing is you're also, you're creating a bond of trust because you're doing what's in their best interest that might have nothing to do with what you do. Um, And, you know, that, that bond of trust is so, you know, essential to every relationship. You know, I'm, I'm, as I said before, we're very relationship focused. Mm -hmm. I don't believe there's any difference you know, people say, oh, well, there's personal relationships and then you have business relationships. No such thing. There's just relationships. You just you. It doesn't matter if you're selling to the biggest company in the world. You're still selling to individuals. Yes, there's still indeed. an individual that you need to gain their trust to show them that you you are going to act in their best interest. You know, in this transactional world that we both live in. More people need to hear this. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's interesting um, when people in my groups when they say what they do mm-hmm. for a living. Let's say someone says, um, "I don't know, I'm an insurance broker," and they say, "Oh, I've been working for this firm for ten years." Everyone instantly assumes that that person knows what they're doing; that they're competent. They just make that assumption. People tend to do that, but what they don't ever assume is that they will execute on those competencies in the client's best interest. Mm. That's the weak link. That's where you have to create the trust where you get to know that person. So you know they're they're going to be of service versus selling a service. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You're absolutely right. So, um, Jonathan, what does your typical week look like? You know, um, <laughs> you have a nice background. I see the library behind you, the art. Um, are you home right now or are you? I am, no. Work out of my home office here in Tarrytown. Uh, okay. Prior to COVID, um, I still had my home office because my business is centered out of here. But nice. I was barely here, you know, because mm. all our meetings were in 
conference rooms around the New York metro area. So I was always on the train or driving New Jersey, Connecticut, New York City, things like that. But now we do everything via Zoom. But my typical day, and I'm laughing because I, you know, I joke with people like there's, there is no white space in my calendar. Well, so I looked at, you know, I was trying to think like, so what did I do this week? You know, people say, how's your week going? So first of all, I'm up at 530. Nice. I'm at the desk at by 615. And I usually am working uh, till about I probably pull myself away and make myself stop by about 630 in the evening. Mm. You know, so it's a it's a long work day, but it goes by in a blink because I love what I'm doing because because my mission, my personal mission aligns, you know, my business was created based on that, on relationship building. But in a typical week, I might have four or five group meetings that mm -hmm. I either facilitate or attend. Uh, I'll have maybe, oh, on average of maybe five individual meetings per day. So about 25 in the week. Mm. Uh, I'll have maybe three vendor meetings with, with marketing people or other people that's doing, you know, work for me and maybe one podcast too. So, uh, you know, so all that, so that's pretty typical all via zoom Yeah. or, you know, and I, I force myself to get away from my, and on weekends, I, I still, I do a little work just to catch up, but it doesn't, I don't, I never feel like I'm doing work. But I'm That's always out to outdoor activities. I'm a big tennis player. So every weekend I'm playing tennis during the week. If I get a game, I'll do that too. And uh, that's my that's my release, my exercise, or one of the exercises that I try and do to keep myself sane. Okay. So being that you work from home, right, and you're, you're at the desk um, and you're on Zoom, when do you get the time to move around? Because I know sometimes when we're working, it's nonstop, right? We're in the zone. We're focused. Do, do you have certain parameters or certain um, reminders that alerts you to get, get up and move around? So I make myself do, you know, every hour. Nice. I, be, I have to get up at least for five minutes. Okay. Go for a walk. Get up. Walk around uh, the apartment. My wife also works from home, so we're each other's background noise. But it's <laughs> like, so she's in the other room. I'm here, and okay. I go. We text each other. <laughs> so we communicate by text because we don't want to know. I don't know if she's on a business call or something, or I am. So yeah. we text you. Hey, you want to go for a walk? Okay, quick walk. You know. So we do that. Um, I try and get up. I used to, I have to get back into, I used to have a meditation practice, mm. or, you know, every morning, 10 okay. minutes. And that was, that was very helpful. I want to, uh, get back into that. And, um, I, you know, I always wanted to just keep moving and, um, get out and re refresh my brain. You know, you really yeah. can be much more productive if you're doing back to back to back to back. You're going to, you know, by mid afternoon, you're, <laughs> you're spent, you're going to be burnt out. You're not going to be as effective as, as normally you would be. Yes, indeed. You're absolutely yeah. right. It, it, this is where I, you know, this is where I come in as, as a wellness coach. And you, you're absolutely right. And I'm glad that you have a, you and your wife have this communication where you get the chance to text each other throughout the day and keep each other accountable because that's extremely important, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, by the way, how, how long have you and your wife been together? 
We just had our 38th anniversary. Ooh, congratulations. I know okay. I don't look that old, but it's a podcast, <laughs> so you can't tell. So. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome right there. So communication is the key, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, completely. <laughs> completely. You know, hey, listen, if I have, if I'm spending my life and it has to do with relationships, I better be good at at least this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, um, I know you mentioned um, empathy. It's it's like it's your driver, right? That's that's your that's that's what keeps you going, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, along with empathy, what else would you say keeps you going on a consistent basis? Because you you have you have empathy, you know, you have um, building relationships, but it, it has to be something else that keeps you going as well. Uh, so much so. So, first of all, you know, I believe um, there's a there's a TED talk that we've shown in our meetings. Uh, and it's it's the title is what's the number one determinant of success mm. and this social psychologist determined that it doesn't have to do with intelligence or background or anything like that what it is is grit she calls mm. it okay which is is called passion and she defines it as passion and perseverance over long periods of time so people that realize that life is you know a marathon not a sprint so what I believe is it's the passion that fuels the perseverance. So, you know, I'm, I'm a crazy person. I'm working all the time. I love it. I, you know, do meetings. I'm very, uh, you know, extroverted and enthusiastic about what I do. I, I so believe in, in, you know, the value that we're providing. So I think that the things that really keep me going, it, it's more, it starts with mindset. Mm. It's, you know, I am, you know, was born. I'm an opt, an optimist. I always look at everything as an opportunity versus, you know, a roadblock or a challenge. You know, I always think, you know, hey, you know, that really got messed up. Good, yeah. I'll learn something from it. So, um, I have uh, one of the things that I did when I first started the business that was very helpful that I would recommend to anyone is I created an advisory board. Mm. What's an advisory board? It's people that I was friendly with that I knew that had skill sets that I don't have that I all thought were smarter than I was. And I said, okay, will you be on my advisory board? And they, they wanted to because they believed in my business. And I told them there's one rule. If you tell me I'm doing a good job, you're kicked off the board. Mm, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was being able to take feedback from others. Mm-hmm. And really use that to really help, you know, two heads are better than one. You know, it's all about group collaboration. So that's something that really drives me. Um, it's, it's the desire to make a difference in people's lives. It's to be, it's also how you want to be perceived mm. in the world. You know, I want to be perceived as a leader, not a follower. I want to uh, be perceived as someone that set a good example for their, for my family and for my friends, you know, um, uh, you know, I'm, I also push, uh, you know, the theory that nice guys finish first. So I think that's different. (laughs) Well, it's, I think it's true. I think it's a competitive Mm -hmm. advantage. I think by being empathetic and servicing others and doing, you know, being other focused, um, you're gonna more is gonna come back to you, and it has, and I know it does. It works. Yes, indeed. So, um, so Jonathan, um, what advice would you give to other executives about stay on top of the game? You know, like you pretty much 
have things figure out. Like you know what drives you. You have your, you know, you have your advisory board. You have a, you have structure, right? And you have so much wisdom because you worked in different fields, and now you you're you're doing something that you're passionate about. So, what advice would you give to other executives that are just hammering, hammering, hammering? And some of these guys aren't even passionate, but they're hammering because they want to focus on the bottom line, right? So, right. what we what we said to those guys, guys and and women. Well, I, you know, I think when whatever you do, you have to you have to start off and create a good foundation for what you're doing. You have to say, well, why am I doing this, and how am I going to get there? So, you know, start off by kind of defining your values and your mission and then your vision of what you think whatever you're doing is going to look like years from now. So then you have a from that you have you have your guidelines which is your mission mm-hmm. which is your mission and values uh, and then you have your vision of where you're going to go. So that's your roadmap. So you say okay I'm going from point A to point B. Okay, I know this is how I'm going to do it, but my mission and values are going to define and help me and really be kind of the North Star in all the decisions that you make. Mm -hmm. So I look at um, my mission as, you know, building meaningful, impactful relationships between others, creating communities of support, things like that, showing people I care. Every decision I make, I hold it up to that mirror. So, you know, I joke with people that I take it to an extreme. You know, I say, oh, I'm having a turkey sandwich for lunch. Do I have a relationship with this turkey sandwich? You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, but you know, and I don't take myself too seriously at all, as people know me know that. That's important, but, right? Yeah. But other things that you know, people that are plugging away, you you really have to have a plan. You really have to have, uh, if you can, and if you can align what you do with the things that you care about most, and it doesn't have to be. You know, you can care about helping people, and there's so many ways. Where most people in this country are um, in the service industries, they're servicing others. Mm-hmm. You know, there very few people, probably very few of the listeners, are manufacturers or farmers. They're servicing people. So um, there's always something that you can take out of what you're doing, where you can interject your 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 the things that you care the most about. Yes, indeed. You're right. It's it's pretty much, you know, um, finding your, your compass point, right? Um, having something to keep you solidified and having some type of guide. Um, yeah, that, that's that's what a lot, a lot of people are missing. And they, they feel empty. And I feel some sometimes when you're constantly on the grind, you tend to lose track if you don't have that solid foundation. And this, yeah. is, this is also where um, you become... You, you lose focus, then you, you lose motivation, then you get towards that stage of depression, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah, I heard a story years, a few years ago, and it was an interview with, uh, with Tony Shea, who mm-hmm. was the founder of Zappos. He, he passed away a few years ago, so there was a lot of um, reflection about what he did and the type of company he created. And he said, so Zappos, they sell shoes. Mm-hmm. He says... He says, we are not a shoe company. We are a service company. Every decision we make is based on service. That's all. And then the, the interviewer said, would you like shoes? He says, <laughs> not really. He says, I own. He, it turned out, he said, he owned four pairs of shoes and one was flip-flops. So it's like he, he had no 
tied his shoes. But one of the things that he did is not only did he define the company as being based on service, but he only wanted to have the people that work for them to really believe in this mission. So what he did, and I don't know any other companies have done this, when someone was hired, after about two weeks of them being there, they would go up to that person and say, I'll pay you $2,000 to quit. Yeah, I heard about that. It's crazy. Yes, <laughs> That's crazy. I know. <laughs> to see if, you know, they're to test and, and mm-hmm. they would, some would take it and they they said, okay, yeah, that's good. See you later. And others, the what they were left with is people that really cared about about the company, created that culture. What a vetting system, right? <laughs> <I know. Yes. laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um Jonathan, um, right now, what are you currently working on? Because I know you're constantly on the go, you're constantly creating new relationships, but what new projects is on the horizon, I would say. <laughs> so that's other advice that I could give to any entrepreneur or any business owner or any executive, which they know this already, I'm sure. Don't sit on your hands. Don't rest on your laurels. You, No matter how well things are going, things can change. Always look to improve, be more remarkable, provide more value. So our business has been doing fine. We're growing. We have groups. We have members. We have a system for how we service everyone. We have made so many more changes in the last six months than I have in the in the last six years. Wow. So we are we're launching a new website. And you know what? The moment it launches, it should go up in another three to four weeks. We'll be thinking about the changes we're gonna have to make to it. Mm. You know, as soon as you put it up. We did a whole whole rebranding process to further define our messaging. So we're attracting the right people. Um, we're looking, the kind of people that we're trying to attract are, um, we call them, our persona is really people that are nice, smart, collaborative, and people who feel good by making others feel good. And so mm, we're, like our branding is kind of reflects that and reflects our mission. So we okay. did that. We just launched six, what we call affinity groups. So everyone has their home group in that they belong to that meets twice a month. In Mm -hmm. addition, all the members can join what we call an affinity group, which is people either with a common interest, a common target market, or commonality. So a common common target market would be people that call in a business of a particular size. Commonality would be like this. We have a solopreneurs group and a women's group. Mm -hmm. And a common interest is right up your alley, health and wellness. There you go. So we've added that. (laughs) We, we've, keep adding more things to co-mingle the people in all the groups because we believe that joining us is not joining a group. It's joining a community. So you have access to everyone and we want to do whatever we can to encourage that people to engage with each other so they can get the most value from our community. You know, um, I'm so happy that you have created a group of this nature, right? Because I've, I've, belong to so many different groups. I've visited so many different groups. And oftentimes you don't find that you fit, right? Or you find that the groups, they're all about transactional or, or, the, or the group members, they have their own little clicks here and there. But when I, when I visited your group, man, I, felt, I felt welcome. You know, I felt like everyone was about providing value. And it felt so authentic. 
So kudos to you, man. Yeah, you have, you have done a, a great job. Our with, our with goal our goal at every meeting is someone a new person comes to a meeting, and they're a stranger. They don't know anyone. They're on a Zoom call, and by the end of the ninety minutes, which goes by in a blink, they think they all went to kindergarten together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So. One more question, right? So in terms of your reach, um, are you guys just national national, or are you international in terms of your members? We're becoming more international because of, you know, everything is, is all our meetings are virtual and our members wanted to stay that way. Mm-hmm. We do regional in-person socials and we're starting to plan all of our New York. We have, we have clusters of groups in New York, Boston and Philly right now, but nice. um but what we're doing is we have a member um, that's in Dubai. We have a member that's in Portugal. We have a member in in the UK. We have another one, one in England, one in Scotland. You know, so we're starting to people that can still deal with the East Coast time zone. Those we're getting. What we need to do is we need to move west okay. and start, uh, you know, California group or Midwest group. So to be able gotcha. to service people in that time zone too. So we're growing as, as, uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, based on just everything being a zoom link and, mm-hmm. uh, the words getting out and, you know, it, it keeps, it keeps expanding. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Yes, indeed. So where can people go to get more information about the group and you? So, our website, the name of the company is Collaborex. So it's W it's it, our website is collaborex.com and it's spelled C O L L A B E R E X.com. And they, anyone can contact me directly and I'm Jonathan at collaborex.com. And it's Jonathan is J O N A T H A N. And I'm happy to, uh, Meet with anyone. We offer a free 30-day membership so people can come and go to, listen, right now we have nine groups. You could actually go to, and then meet twice. You could go to 18 groups in that first month if you want. If you're, I wouldn't recommend it, but <laughs> but you can see, really experience and see if it's right for you. And that's what we want to do. Yes, indeed. So, Jonathan, thank you for coming on today's episode of the How May I Serve You podcast. And thank you for really sharing with us who you are, what drives you, and and pretty much your group, man. You know, and like I said, I love what you're doing. Just keep at it. You're living in your passion, and it exudes definitely. And also, I'd like to thank all of our listeners and viewers for letting us the ears and the eyeballs. And last but not least, Jonathan, how may I serve you? So first of all, you have because just by allowing me to have this conversation with you. And, you know, expressing what I do so enthusiastically. And, you know, I'm always the question that asks that. I'm always, <laughs> how can I serve you? So, Thomas, I really appreciate it. And if there's any way that I can help you or your listeners. And, you know, it's just a fact. It's just being of service. That's all I care about. Building relationships, making, introducing people, being a connector, helping others achieve their goals. That's how you can help me by allowing me to help others. So You're amazing, Jonathan. You are amazing. Never change. <laughs> Again, this is your host, Thomas Johnson. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share it with someone that will benefit. And make sure to tune in for next week's episode. Take care, be blessed, and cheers. We're out.